hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Do you use social medias? Cool. So do we, apparently. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at when parked for all your classy and goofy car classifieds in between shows. You need those fun IG stories with the clicky buttons? Well, we got those. Need quality retweets with the content that you needed? Well, we got those too. Like, I'm trying to sell you a car. That's at when parked on both Insta and Twitter. And you can find those links in the description of this podcast, wherever you get your shows. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the one-year anniversary special of Ranwin Parked with myself, Cone Dodger, Kurt J. Mack, and Zeke Hay. We did it. We did it. We did it. What did we do? We <laughs> didn't succumb to letting YouTube tell us how much of a failure we are for a full year. We did it. I believed in us. Persistent. Those stats. <laughs> yes. I uh, I still think we're very, very much so in the red on this show. <laughs> the only one of us that might not be is Kurt, but even that's probably stretching it. And, and by the... that, I mean like we we probably honestly spent money because of this show. That we have hey, not I'm the one who has the domain <laughs> that I just renewed. Right. <laughs> I mean the cars. Like, we spent thousands oh, of oh, dollars oh, on oh. vehicles. <laughs> I see. I see. Yes, yes. That is because I am a skilled wheeler and dealer. Right. Yes. So, Kurt's, Kurt's in the good here. Me and ZK. Maybe not so Kurt, much. Kurt, tell the sob for me. <laughs> it, is, it has now been, just so you're aware... It has been over a year since the "By Our Sob" meme was created. So, <laughs> how do you feel about that? Uh, someone should buy my sob. <laughs> I haven't seen an ad yet. Uh, speaking of ads, we're not going to do the usual format this week of like random park. I make that mistake. We asked for questions last time to be aid cues to be aid. And we're going to answer some of them with ads and some of them just with words. Uh, I've separated out some of them that I felt like would make good ones to answer with ads. Not held to any of the usual low standards that we have. It's usually just like, this is a car, then it kind of answers the question. Uh, that kind of deal. ZK <laughs> apparently went like all the way here. He's got notes. He's got, he's got, he's got Don't accountants. Don't <laughs> <He's done> research. <laughs> Um, so I'm looking, I'm looking for good things out of ZK today. Oh, I have to say that. I like to prepare people to be disappointed. <laughs> I'm not, not disappointed with how many questions we got. There is, there is not a shortage of questions. So good job, everybody. And they were pretty, I mean, most of them are questions that I kind of just imagined we would get, but they're not your standard meme questions so thanks <laughs> we're we're not very meme which i think is how adults say the word mean but let's get right into it starting with brain dead bzh what would be you you dream race car i'm leaving all of your typos in by the way because that's the kind of person i am uh, this is one of the ones that I said we could probably all find an ad for, and I know I did. Uh, did you two find ads for this? 
Yes. Okay. I will get us started. I am from a long, long time ago. <laughs> I separated us into I am a long time ago. Kurt is last week. And ZK, he's 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 hip. He's he's with it. He's earlier. <laughs> I'm so week. last week. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard a more true statement. <laughs> uh, let's see. Race car. Are these in any kind of order? They look like they're in an order. I put mine in order. C zero one zero two. Oh, you're so fancy. <laughs> uh, for me, I prepared. This one's pretty easy because this car has been for sale for much longer than this show has been going on. <laughs> this car has been for sale for ages. And it's an old SCCA GT3 240SX race car, but it's actually like a tube frame race car with a 240SX body hung on it. Uh, but very convincingly so. Like, it still legit looks like a S14 uh, 240SX. And it's uh, it's just a really... Nice car, used to be a winning, you know, competing car. If you want lots and lots of text about it and life story, then pause the screen for those individual moments. Uh, but ZK, you're probably going to be interested in some of this. That is a KA single cam, not a dual cam, even though this is a quote-unquote S14, because I think the reasoning was that the... Single cam would like help them with other things like the the weight penalties against the car, but also there's race car builders for the single cam because there's a lot of circle track cars that run the single mm -hmm. cam, and you can see this has like a dry sump on it. It's got this huge carbon fiber intake and custom manifold. Not saying that that has anything to do with anything ZK is working with, but uh, interesting. And it's a this thing's a legit race car. Like it's. Yeah, it says race car. See, I oh, I was oh. <laughs> assuming you were going to pick like the GTU cars, like the S13s. Honestly, yes. Like that's a dream car of mine, but I would be terrified of it. Like I would be terrified of using it. Versus this, although it is extremely nice, extremely cool, it's kind of just a regular tube frame car. Like there's nothing particularly rare about it. It's just nicely done, and it's a 240. But you're not wrong. Quotations. Yeah, in quotations. It's a 240. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice-looking car, though. It's a nice-looking build. I How much do they want for it? I really like the one with the spoiler. I think it's... 120. No, 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 no. It's only... Okay. Uh, this car is absolutely ready. It can be had at a fraction of the 66000 I have in it. So... I don't know that there's an actual price, but I'm thinking it's somewhere around like the 25 to 30 mark. Yeah, that's not bad for a tube car, like an actual race car. And it's still current. Like, it still has its current reg, and it can be raced in, in actual SECA GT3. I don't know how competitive it would be, but it's it's certainly ready to go, and it'd be cool at this point for, like, historic racing or something like that. So that's me. And neat. It's it's pretty me. <laughs> it's a pretty that's a pretty me. <laughs> I like response. the polka dot one. I oh, like the, the polka dot. The Wonder Bread one, yeah, that's that's pretty good. It's like I like that it like I think it like shed polka dots over time because the wing is a more current picture. <laughs> so <laughs> it, like it's been losing its polka dots over the years. Alright, and now let's go to Kurt Race Car. Kurt's a race car. Race car. How about a two sixty Z race car? For only $5,000. Um, yeah, I don't know. I This was a kind of a difficult question for me because I never really 
like race car being a race car driver isn't like really a thing that like i think about (laughs) i don't want to be a race car but i don't want to be a race car um (laughs) so yeah i'm like trying to think of like what car do i want that would also be cool as a race car and even like considering okay the uh, a nice 240 260 whatever z car to have money, money, way out of money, my price money. range the only way i could have <laughs> what's that money 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 yeah exactly so the only way i might be able to own one is if it's a trashed empty shell of a 240z yeah i didn't right. I just basically took a screenshot of the ads. I didn't like collect okay, other images. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, um, this looks like your standard. I would I wouldn't say it was like an SCCA like competitive racing or anything like that. But there's a ton of these Z cars around in kind of this shape as race cars. Yes, and it's probably at this point still like you could probably tone this back to still be a street car, and that's probably where a Kurt J Mac would live, like something that's maybe got like the race car look and like readiness to it but something you could actually just drive around this one does have a cage it does have a cage you wouldn't want to like drive it on the highway and stuff like that but you could probably you know drive it to a car show and maybe take it out to one of those like non-timed lap days like those exist where you could I could see you enjoying like just being able to go like out to Pacific and, and drive some laps not necessarily like trying to go, you know, foot to the floor. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this would be a fun car to do that with. Competing. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. My kind of alternate choice was the next one. Oh. Was mine. If I was like serious about starting to race, I don't know much about it, but I realized there is a lot for the E30 mm-hmm. race, uh, just classes and clubs and, and uh, whatever. So. And I think they're kind of cool looking for that. But otherwise, I don't know anything about them <laughs> or the races or whatever. <laughs> I uh, I quite enjoy where this one's located. Um, and... You know why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the, the E30 class, it's kind of like a, a, a parallel world version of Spec Miata, where there's like this Spec E30 class. But mm-hmm. I have a feeling there's a little bit more money in it. And yeah. a little yeah. less competitiveness, like it's a little bit more of like the um, uh, rich retired bands kind of thing to do, <laughs> which is, you know, <laughs> uh, obviously was... Kurt J. Mack. That's me. So I was thinking it was going to be more like the Spec Miata stuff where it's like super competitive and like the top 14 people get disqualified for the illegal. Right. I don't know enough about it to know if it's that way or not. But, but I do know there's like, a ton of like actual race parts for E30s, oh, and yeah. it's like super well supported. So as an actual race car, it makes sense to get an E30. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I want, I want classic. to get into racing. That's yeah. what I would think of. Would you? Yeah, I guess you kind of answered that. Would you actually like? Would you actually get into a race car? And and if somebody was like, you know what, I will fund this. I will. I want Kurt J. Mack to go out and race. A car against other people. Uh, <laughs> he loves hypothetical <laughs> like, questions. Kurt just my, yeah, adores I love, these. I, I both love uh, hypothetical questions and the idea of being stressed out being in an actual race. <laughs> I think that's a no. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I mean, it's something I would want to 
try, but yeah, there's a lot of stress and pressure. I would more like just an untimed, just mm -hmm. drive around, you know, more than you can on the road sort of track day event or something like that. Uh, what about like a grocery getter? Right. Or lemons or... Yeah, are. I mean, even that, that that's less pressure. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, it's still racing, but it's less official and... The Powers was making jokes in the car while driving. Right. Yeah. Bonka was doing a podcast from the car while driving. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kurt, kinda. ZK, I think, would do it in a heartbeat. Wow, not as not as eager as I expected. Is it because it would I, take too much time? I mean, no, it's I don't think I enjoy the competitiveness as in the seriousness of it. I can get that, yeah. I like track days and having fun and driving fast, but once people get way too serious about it, it kind of goes downhill for me. Yeah, I think that's somewhere in the range of where I'm at now too. Like if you had asked me the same question 15 years ago, I would have been like, yeah, where's my helmet? Like, I want to be a race car <laughs> driver. Put, give me my license. Uh, but now it's like I, I'm way past the cusp of actually doing anything in racing. So by the time I put in enough effort to actually do anything in racing, I would be, you know, racing underground. So it's not uh, – I, I just don't even view it that way anymore. I just want to go out there and have fun and – I would like mm -hmm. to have the opportunity to go very fast on a race car track, but it's also one of those things that's like, is it really worth it to go that fast on a race car track <laughs> when you're not even competing? <laughs> and that's why I do autocross. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any other pictures, Kurt? I don't think so. I thought I saw a, th a three, I th honestly, I but I, I don't. I saw a puppy cat. No, I thought I saw I, 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 nope. I, nope. that. No, nope, yep. sorry. I didn't see nothing. Spoilers. <laughs> All right, and ZK. All right. So, like, I saw this question, and I don't really have, like, an idol, ideal idol race car. Like, I never followed race cars, really. I don't know how to put it. Like, I never cared. You were never a race car enthusiast. Yes, like... I enjoy cars and stuff, but like watching races and all that, never really my thing. But the car cars are awesome. You're just a weird enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. And Mits there's three Mitsubishi, like almost. It was from like the late '80s until. Is it like a? I think just Pajero or whatever they're called. Yes, it's a Pajero. Okay. But they like won like every single year and set records and you can get them. You can get the X race cars pretty reasonable, I would assume. Or eighteen nine pounds euros or pounds or whatever that is. I don't know. I'm gonna say euros. Let's um, call it thirty thousand dollars. This one does this one have a price? Oh, so it's sold. No, but you missed see, it. This is the homologation car that you can get and drive. Oh, but of course they did. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the Mitsubishi Pajero Evolution. <laughs> that looks ridiculous on every level. <laughs> yes, and it's glorious. So if I had to pick a race car, this would be the one I would buy. Although I hear from our friends in the automation community that uh -oh. these cars have like specific parts only to these. Mm. And there's only like 
300 of them or something. So they're a pain to own, but they're so cool looking. <laughs> I'll give you that. I could even see... I don't know why, but I could see Kurt driving that too. Like, especially this one. It has a it has a kind of a Kurt style to it. A Kurt style. I, I think it's just they... it's just as ridiculous as the SVX in style. <laughs> I, I guess that's what does it. <laughs> and difficulty for... in finding parts. And difficult in finding parts, yeah. <laughs> the the reason I have this sold at is I couldn't find any current ones for sale, and I'm pretty sure they go for quite a dollar. I bet. I bet. What a thing. But but a little two door SUV off road thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, I see it's a three and a half liter V6. I wonder if it shares drivetrain with the uh, 3000 GT, or if it's its own. Maybe it wasn't turboed though. It's not turboed. Okay. And it's probably longitudinal. I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing of this vehicle. Yeah, the engine bay looks an absolute mess because it's like, how much power do we stuff in this thing? 90s Japanese. Uh, performance vehicle? Yes. <laughs> Can't believe yeah. it. Any homologation special car is like an instant plus 10 points. <laughs> but a minus 10 on serviceability. Oh, yeah. Intel 8052. General question. What car that you found for sale do you regret not buying the most? Do you all have ones for this? I have many. <laughs> many? Oh, no. Oh, no. We'll start with Kurt then. Uh, regret. regret. Regret 01. Why don't I see 01? Oh, right there. Ah, yes. <laughs> this one I even called the guy, but he'd sold it <laughs> before <laughs> I could take a look at it. The old 85 RX-7 GSL SE. This was, this was when I was feeling the, the fizzies before I got the SVX. Uh, the I need to buy something fizzies. Um, so yeah, regret. And these are I'm I very thankfully keep all of the archives of all of my uh, yeah. Rainwind Park choices. Uh, so I just browse through those. Yeah, and they're still like, I having seen a lot more of these at like car shows and stuff. I'm like not maybe as interested mm -hmm. as maybe I would, but they still seem like they would be fun because they're a little bit more on the common side. Or... Because, like, you that's why I'm not as interested? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Just... <laughs> a little bit, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they, they kind of are. It's almost gotten to the point where, for some reason, the FCs seem a little bit more rare than the FBs, which mm -hmm. is odd. Uh, like, the GSLSE is rare, but they right. look the same as all the other ones. So, right. to the, the naked eye, everyone's everything. like, it's just a first-gen RX-7. I really like this one. I don't. I'm not a huge fanatic of the first gen, but this particular example, I was. I was quite smitten with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a nice one. Oh, really? <laughs> if I didn't have the Corolla going for the weird but similar sized, this the the '78 Monza Vega wagon, two door wagon, uh, was a really cool find. I thought. Yeah, it had, that just cool had that cool engine. Quirky. <laughs> Like the sort of vibe. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it was it's a hard to describe. Buick V6 with Turbo 350 behind it, and it was mm -hmm. it looked like a stock car, but it was. It's weird. It's Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next one's a regret too. The next one's a regret, but again, more even kind of out of left field is like, yeah, if I went the muscle car route, 
right. for the price and the the fit and finish of this one. This one was really nice. Uh, yeah. A uh, '67 Mercury Cougar, not the not a Mustang, but still pretty cool looking. And this one seemed. I like the way you say Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that one as much. <laughs> it's pronounced Mercury. <laughs> Uh, I noticed all the all three of these cars are like kind of brown. Yeah, well, this one's this one's kind of a brown red, but yeah. Something... I don't know if that had anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kurt's just looking for a little more brown. I could I could have chosen that uh, that Mercedes C two thirty. I said no, no. I don't regret I not don't getting think, that. I don't think CK <laughs> I would have regretted after, getting it after trying to you know, like keep a straight face after last week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> which by the way, we did have a best ad last week, didn't we? Oh yeah. Did you do anything with that? No. It'll be on the next <laughs> show because this one doesn't count. Like this one, this one's not a regular episode. It'll be on the next. You hear one. that, everyone? You got an extra week to vote for me. To vote for me. All right. Um, CK, you're earlier this week, right? Regret, 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 regret. You, you're the one who can't decide. It's, it's two. got away, got away. Oh, got away. They're in order. Gotcha. <sighs> I told you this was going to be super easy, and we'd be fine. I lied. <laughs> so this isn't the specific one, but this is what it looked like to me. <laughs> As <a high> school. <laughs> after you had your fever dream this is what it looks like <laughs> so when i was in high school like down a couple streets from me there was this old retired couple with a scout too that was orange with a white top and i really 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 wanted it and i told them like i even like knocked on the door and like hey are you willing to sell this thing i see it sitting there and they were like no sorry we're not selling our safari car and that's what they called it and Hmm. then eventually just disappeared and it broke my heart because they didn't even contact me (laughs) they didn't even say goodbye but like i always wanted a scout too um i think 79 is probably the perfect year like every year is a little bit different like different options like uh, eventually like the early 70s got like uh, disc front brakes and yada yada like every single year has a different front grill too <laughs> um but i think 79 is w- would be the one i would want and i think that's the one that they had Forty-five thousand, you could solve that dilemma so that's the problem when i was in high school they were like eight thousand dollars and that was when too I had much a good job <laughs> Yeah, and that was too much. When I had when I started getting like my first decent job, they were like fifteen. And now clean ones go for like forty five, fifty thousand dollars. Well and this this particular ad had bad pictures, so the next picture is like a more gotcha. better picture of a seventy nine with the perfect rally graphics and it's the orange with the white top and this There's is the one I want. Something distinctly ZK and Texas about this. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, scouts are actually kind of small. Like it's well, weird yeah. seeing it by itself, but compared to modern vehicles, they're compact. Sure. Yeah, you could say that about just about every seventies, eighties yeah. vehicle versus even like I like the, the the cars we consider to be like the land yachts and like the huge late seventies, early eighties cars are actually like modern Camry sized. <laughs> yeah. 
like like I the modern Corolla is bigger than the old Camrys and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a sharp looking truck thing though. Truck thing. Truck thing. Yeah, and the whole top comes off and everything. Oh, so good. <laughs> it got away though. It got away. Yep. I'm very good at this. Don't worry. Oh, regret. I already know what this car is. Really? Yeah, you talk about it constantly. Well, you don't know the whole story. <laughs> oh, no, no, wait, wait, never mind. That's the one that you sold, not the one that you didn't buy. Okay. This is the other car you talk about constantly. Oh, were you thinking it was going to be an MR2? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it, Yeah, it wasn't the car that I regret selling, because if it was that question, MR2. Uh, I regret not buying the wide-bodied 200SX that was for sale by Kurt, like, years ago. I couldn't find the picture anymore. I, I, I took a picture of it, but it's gone. I don't know where it is. Uh, and basically, ever since then, I've been trying to find uh, an S12 hatch to turn into one of the wide-body ones, because you can still buy the fenders for them. And this one's still for sale. It hasn't gotten away yet, but I don't have three grand to dump into something that isn't even basically running and uh, would need a lot of work. But do you remember that car, Kurt? I kind of do. It was red. It it had okay. like I don't remember. Happy right. I remember it still wistfully. <laughs> it was red and it was sunny outside. Yeah, it was. No, but it was. Uh, <laughs> it had the GP homologation wide body fenders on it. And was that, that on the show? No, that was pre pre okay. show. Yeah, and I sort of remember it. I I did research about this, and like only five hundred of those cars existed. And this person was selling one as just a regular one for like two grand, and that was that was definitely one that got away. That was that's a that's a deep regret that I hold to this very day. <laughs> but I would, I still like I these cars have really grown on me too. Like I really, I really dig the look of them, especially since I did everything with the with the Supra. I love Spec E thirty. But that is my regret. And block. Hi, how are you? You're not getting my money. $35 is the default amount. Jeez. Um, where were we? Wow, we've only done two questions. We gotta go back. <laughs> Isaac, my question for the group, what do you think the most overrated current production car is? Overrated. We're gonna start here. Oh. Bold. The Whatever the most modern high spec 911 Turbo 4S Cabriolet GT9 whatever, <laughs> um, because they cost more than my house, and everyone talks about how great they are, and they're completely inaccessible to anyone, and you can't drive them on the road to anywhere near their limit. Can we hold on for a moment and see that the financing they've shown you is three thousand two hundred and seventy-three dollars a month? With a 60-month at 3.9, with a $44,546 down payment, that is definitely more than my house is worth. <laughs> but Cone, Cone, they have sanitation you can trust. Well, oh, <laughs> why is he holding a paint sprayer? I don't know. <laughs> they paint the cars between every person who touches it. Yes, I understand that they're the best that they can be, but everyone talks about how glorious 911s are and they're just so far out there from any realm of 
That, and, yeah, and, and this get, isn't even like a GT2 and or And you're going to get killed on it, too. If you buy this for $222,000, by three years from now, you can change that 2 into a 1, and it's still too much money, but you just lost $100,000 on a car. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Okay. I'll buy yeah. it. I'll buy it. Well, you won't. I won't. <laughs> yeah. If I buy-buy it, then you, you guys will, will never hear from me again. <laughs> Kurt. Oh, boy. That's fine. Hellcat. I just wanted to have the most disliked video of the year. <laughs> uh, I couldn't find any demons, but uh, just in general, when a car is just about the figures. Yeah, and this, this particular ad was really... That's pretty good. Driving it in the other direction. Uh, you need something to hurt your local Lamborghini college students' feelings? Stop your K20 swapping <laughs> turbocharged inline six immediately. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, just basically numbers cars that otherwise I feel are pointless. <laughs> hey, I'm giving them credit for taking off the stupid yellow guards. Like, that honestly is impressive. <laughs> I completely agree with you with numbers cars, but I feel like the Hellcat is not the best example of that because Hellcats are all power and all silly and all stupid. Not necessarily the fastest car. They're just meant to be burnouts. Yeah, but they, they, they do base their whole advertising around like drag racing and this car. 707 horsepower. Right. Yeah. It's all. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel that. The, the reason that, people buy these is so that they don't have to have muscles. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's also still like an incredible performance vehicle that yeah. in 30 years, we'll probably look back and be like, man, you remember when they were dumb enough to do this? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. That's why I feel like the Hellcats are a little special because they're so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but like if you replace that with like a McLaren or something else, that's, the lowest zero to 60. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> mine's a little <laughs> bit different. <laughs> I can only rate the cars I have driven as being overrated or at least been in. And for me, it's not necessarily the 2020 Subaru Crosstrek Limited. It's pretty much every modern Subaru I've ever been in, I feel is overrated. I don't understand what it is about Subarus that people like. There's... Hey, hey, it's love. <laughs> love is what makes Subaru. I don't have Subaru. any love, Kurt, and I don't have any love for Subarus. Their interiors feel very cheap and very poorly designed, and they drive like Hot Wheels cars, and they hold ridiculous amounts of value for reasons I don't understand. And they're comfortable and capable. They're and not comfortable. Nice they position. are not comfortable. <laughs> and they're too damn practical. And they 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 blow up all the time saying it. Yeah, that Subarus that, yeah. are overrated. Alright, that's that's at least 30 dislikes on this video. <laughs> One from me. <laughs> All right. John Z, what snack would you pair with your daily driver? <laughs> That's a funny question. <laughs> That's a funny question. I think it's probably Jan too, but I like to say John. Snack, snack, snack. I, they're in order, okay? Yeah, that's pretty good. 
That's pretty good. Yeah. Starburst and the Focus ST is tangerine that, screen. I really I think appreciate the effort match. of like getting the candy to take the picture in real life. <laughs> I appreciate this. Thank you. I had to go outside today. <laughs> you didn't even have it on file. That's pretty good. I could I could see that. Uh, snack, 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 snack. Aha! <laughs> it's almost the same exact picture. <laughs> but that one's mine. Uh, kind bars, gluten-free. I take them on all my hikes, which the Subaru Crosstrek is a good car to take on off-road hikes. Yeah. Uh, and then I asked I asked my girlfriend <laughs> this question, and she said, it's since it's the typical Seattle car, I had to pick some Whole Foods or Trader Joe's organic snacks. So I, <laughs> I chose gluten-free JoJo's, the gluten-free Oreo replacement. Perfect. Is this actually your car? No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't realize you had a roof rack. That's a really nice picture. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's a really nice car, Cone Dot. <laughs> <laughs> It needs to be about four inches lower, just saying. Yeah, if you well, slam or... it, maybe I'll, uh, I'll get on board with this. <laughs> or lift it. Um, mine is the German trail mix because it's like it's, the, it's like every part of every car put into one vehicle, but as boring as possible and makes absolutely nobody excited. Also, did you yes. know trail mix is a German snack? No, I didn't. I do appreciate that as Kirkland brand, though. Thank you. Nice That's... <laughs> uh, I, I'm self-aware. I know. I'm not excited. That is also a nice picture. Thank you. We all did. <laughs> well, you had a car snack too. There, I see. That there, it was the same picture. I was going to do a different introduction, but you, uh, you guys did it different. Good question. Uh, this one's a three-parter. So, Kurtz from Peta G, if you only had one tank of gas left and could never drive that car again, what a car? A car again. Oh, never drive, drive a, a car, car again. again. Oh, I didn't see A. Oh, well, I, well, you're I misinterpreted this. You didn't have that question, so you don't have to worry about it. You found, you found thought, ones for all of them, didn't you? I found the ad, but I thought we were all going to answer that. Well, you were wrong. What car <laughs> okay. would you use it on? Uh, ZK, I took a, Oh, oh, sorry. We're, we're just going one at a time. Okay. ZK's question was best year, decade, period for cars. And mine was what was something you wish was more popular still? Like digital dashes, tail fins, etc. Did you two find ones for all of these? No, I just oh, got good. the first one. So just, I, read yeah, the I, I had answers to all of them, but I got pictures for mine. Oh, okay. So, Kurtz. What was what's gonna be your? Oh, Peta G. I I just named it after the ah, you're so question asker. I went the scientific route and chose a 2017 Jaguar XF 20D. What a Kurt! Which is a, what a Kurt way to go with this. <laughs> yes, a, a diesel, a diesel uh, Jaguar. I'm sure it's very comfortable for that long drive and and enjoying your last time ever driving a car. <laughs> Luxurious, so dramatic. Uh, but also, like... if you go to the next image, mm -hmm. because it is the it has of all cars for sale right now in the United States, it has the longest range on a tank of gas. Wow, seven hundred thirty-one miles. Yes, you could almost make it here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was going to say. 
I was going to say, did you pick the car with literally the longest range? <laughs> yes, of a non-pickup truck. Obviously, pickup yeah. trucks have like huge gas tanks and whatever, right. but uh, a car with the biggest tank and, and longest uh, per tank. Who would have trip. ever guessed a Jaguar for that? Like, who, if you would ask just the general public, what do you think the longest traveling on one tank of fuel car is right now? Nobody would have been like, ah, yes. <laughs> a Jaguar. I would have guessed a diesel something, but not like a diesel all-wheel drive Jag. Yeah. I didn't even know they made diesel <laughs> Jaguars uh, <laughs> before this, to be honest. Um, it's kind of a nice-looking car, too. Yeah. It's not yeah. Bad. I'm not a huge sedan person, but if, if I had to make that choice, it would be as scientifically and uh, without any emotion whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. All right, and then uh, ZK, what would first be best period? Uh, the best period of vehicles is the late 60s, early 70s, because that was when designers and engineers came before the marketers and bean counters. <laughs> but my beans. <laughs> so I have three examples here. We have oh, well. the first is the... Um, Alfa Romero GTV, one of the most beautiful cars ever made, in my opinion. And so current with other things going on. Colanders, yes. Because we're using the same car. Mm -hmm. And then you had crazy stuff like the Corvair Spider Turbos. Whoa, which whoa, is... whoa, whoa. Did you just go from an Alfa and then say, and then the crazy stuff to a Corvair? <laughs> yes, because the, the... The Corvair Turbos were literally the first production cars with a turbo. Okay. So you happen. had unadulterated design and engineering in the late 60s, early 70s. And this. And, and abs like I said, unadulterated everything. Absolute land yachts. The 66 Lincoln Continental Convertible. It's like 30 miles long. <laughs> drop top. Suicide doors. It's got like a 12 liter engine or something <laughs> stuff that since then has yet to happen and would never happen again. I can't decide if the front, if the hood is dented or if that's just like a design language of it. I think it's a weird picture, but okay. I, I think it might saying. be like the reflection of the road in front of it. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I, it know. does look dented. Whoop. 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 Spoilers. Yep. Spoilers. Spoilers. So yes, that's my answer. All right. Best era. I would agree. I think I, I would say that. that technically the most modern car is the best car. But that was the best period for cars. Oh, something I wish was still popular. ZK, this is going to be very popular with you. Once I find it. Once I find it. <laughs> Once I find it. I didn't name mine very I, well. Yeah, you're really good at organization. No, everybody Things that knows I miss, me. Probably. Things, Things I miss. The last one ah. on the right. I miss actual mini trucks. <laughs> I miss trucks that you could buy that didn't take up four driveways and uh, seven garage spots. And I don't need to haul, I don't know, six horses and 10 tents and 15 kids. I want a truck that can haul a little bit of, you know, lumber, little things. And I can just drive it around on the roads like a normal truck. Even like being more general, there's no, there's not really any, I mean, they technically make them, but 
single cab manual transmission trucks. Mm -hmm. Those are basically dead. Basically. And then even like the Colorado or the Ranger are huge and tall now. Why do they have to be tall? And expensive. And expensive. A Ranger costs as much as most, uh, as an F-150. So yeah. why would you get the Ranger when an F-150 is the same cost? The tall thing really gets me though, because A, I don't want to have to climb up into it every day. And B, if you're loading stuff into something, would you rather it be like, you know, where your arms are naturally resting? Or would you rather have to have your hands up in the air to try and push that piece of plywood up into the bed? I think the tall thing with modern trucks is one of my worst peeves because if you ever look at them, it's not like a suspension lift. It's no. like a body lift. Yeah, it's all fake. It's all just like stretched out the body to make them look taller. Yeah, it's Stop. the worst. Mini trucks are the best thing ever. <laughs> I can't believe, I mean, I technically have never owned one, I guess. I guess nobody owns the Datsun at this point, so. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe someday. Uh, Simon, you were all given an obscene amount of money, to me that's like $7, and told that you can legally import and drive one car from, a, you know, anywhere that's not available, basically. Any of the vehicles that we can't get. And... ZKs. Oh, I had no a... idea. <laughs> <laughs> a HSV Malu R8. Um, this one is not an R8. This is just the first ad I found. Is that but, the real price? <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> they're not cheap. Um, it's also Australian dollars. Oh, true. So that's at least $1,000 less. <laughs> the old dollar so, dues. Yeah. So the it's, you know, a ute in bright green with <laughs> a blown V8 and a manual transmission, which is not something that we get in the United States or have ever gotten. They love that color. At, Oh, I see so color. many of them in that color. <laughs> um, it's what I would call the poster color of these cars. Mm. Um, is there more pictures? A couple more pictures. Okay. Yes, I want to see. Yeah, people need that profile of it. Yeah, that's the coolest shape of any Ute that was ever made, <laughs> and you can't fight me on that. You can't. And they do also make a wagon version, but I think I would have to take the Ute. Yeah, because the wagon's going to blend in a lot more, I think. No, not in bright green. Well, I mean, it's going to blend in <laughs> in shape. Like, the you, you look at it and you go, that's not right. <laughs> that's yeah. that's not normal here versus in Australia that's, like, as wide normal as possible. Yeah, but if I had to pick, it would be the, I think technically it's called the HSV Malu R8 LSA. Which was the swan song of them in 2017 when they stopped making them. I generally prefer a couple generations before this because they're a little bit more streamlined. They're not quite as boy racery looking. Yeah, but, but they're still I, pretty cool. that, that appeals to me for some reason. Well, you do drive a Ford, Ford, Ford Focus <laughs> ST, so I guess I'm not terribly surprised. In Tangerine Scream or whatever it is. To be fair, though, I'm not necessarily a fan of the LSA in general. So I wouldn't even settle for a naturally aspirated one. He had so many more pictures. Did he? I did. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It's an LSA. It's so a manual <laughs> transmission. Pretty nice interior, too. It's, it looks yeah. cramped, but nice. I mean, it's the same Holden Commodore base. It's 
the color is called jungle, jungle fever. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, oh, well. it's the same. It's the same base as the um, Commodore, which we got right. for a little bit as the we, Chevy SS. We were so close. Like we, we were, were so, so close. close to getting this. Or and I really, I like still this. do want an SS, but they're still expensive. Or, and the manuals are even they're just astronomical can you imagine what the nightmare would have been if they had made the pontiac st and only sold like a hundred of them can you imagine how much of those would have been worth? i will never forgive gm for the pontiac <laughs> st because for those unaware it was this in 2008 they it was official like production things like we're bringing mm -hmm. this to america yeah. and then 2008 recession they killed it. Pontiac died, and we never got it. And I and never looked, forget GM. It looked exactly like a G8, which was a nice-looking car to begin with. And then it was an ST that looked even cooler and blarg. Yeah, ST was sport truck. So I had to settle with a Ford ST. Uh, a Subaru cone. <laughs> Anything in the world, Kurt. Anything in the world. I don't know. I don't know much about like the 25 year rule and like what's hip and cool and what wants to be imported. Uh, but it's it's sad that we don't get a hatchback uh, WRX in the states. Sir, anymore. that's a wagon. This one's a True. wagon. Even better than a hatchback would be a, a full wagon, and that is the Subaru. Lavorg. <laughs> what do you drive? A Lavorg. <laughs> That's how you pronounce it. Um, so yeah, the the you know the WRX uh, Outback that we don't get here in the states uh, from Japan can be yours for only two point six million yen. Could you get me a conversion rate on that? I can't. <laughs> hey Google. <laughs> I What's refuse. 2.6 million yen in US dollars. That's going to fail horribly. It answered on my Google Home in the living room, so I'll never be able to tell you. <laughs> Welcome to the future. It's terrible still. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, was, it, was there more pictures? No, I just got this one ad from some Japanese website. It, you can't it would get them still be ever. neat. Like, I think people that are like actual car enthusiasts would probably be like, that's not right. <laughs> like that doesn't belong here. <laughs> so it would be neat in that regard. Yes. Right. I mean, there are there are certainly other wagons with power that you can't get here. Right. Um, but they're not no, supers. They don't have love, Kurt. I know. There's, there are no wagons in the United States with power that are not Mercedes. Well, that, he didn't say he didn't say Volvo? not Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> You would think after all I guess this that, time. That, that touches on the, one of the later questions. We'll get there. Oh. Do I not have one for this? Oh, dream car, any country. <laughs> My dream car from any country <laughs> would be the 2019 Renault Alpine, which they didn't even make very much of them over there. But we will certainly never get them here. And this one isn't in my favorite color, the blue, but still, I would adore this vehicle, and it would be the last vehicle that I would ever buy. Like, I would just never need a new vehicle ever again. If you don't know anything about them, it's kind of a an homage to the old uh, uh, Renault Alpine and Willys Interlagos. That's for you, Powers. 
um, min-engined V6. Unfortunately, they're 5B paddle, not manual, but according to sources near to us, home for summer, uh, they are brilliant automobiles. And I would, I would, I just would. I Agreed. I, oh, okay. I don't know if ZK would hate this or like this. It's not German. <laughs> it's French. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. The French and the, the Italians, they're good in my Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> they're weird enough. Yes. Um, I won't say they're the prettiest car, but they take all the boxes. And like you said, from what I've heard, they're brilliant to drive. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's like, it's not striking. Like it's not gorgeous, but it's kind of like art, art, artistically like shaped. Like it doesn't look like it was just, ah, oh, yes, this is the best way to make a shape for an automobile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think it's cool. And it, it takes enough weird boxes. You gotta have enough weird boxes. All right, from Dane Storm, if you can have any car for a day to do anything you want in, what would that car be? What would you do? What would you do? This question was really hard. It was kind of hard, yeah. Because it was only for one day. Right. So I said a modern or a brand new Avora GT. What are you going to do? Take it to a rallycross. Oh, no. <laughs> drive the crap out of it. So you're going to have four flat tires. <laughs> yes. They still make manuals, but, huh? Yeah, they do. Nice. And, you know, it's a supercharged uh, V6. It's bright green. Oh, it's I, I bright green. There's, little... <laughs> there's sort of a theme there. Yeah. Um, honestly, I want one of these anyway. But well, yeah. They're still pretty expensive. That's that's one hundred and five thousand dollars. I don't know if you saw that. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, more than pretty really expensive. expensive. <laughs> I mean, it's half. Think about this. It's half of what that Porsche was. Less than half. Mm -hmm. Less than half. And I would think I would have at least as much fun in this. I would think I'd have more fun in this, to be honest. But I know it's not like it doesn't have the stats though. I bet you it makes just as cool a sounds. I bet you, honestly, this probably turns more heads. And I think it's probably costs less to maintain. Just putting that out there. Probably. So yeah, it's a good pick. Kurt for a day. What would we do with a Kurt for a day? Make, <laughs> make him organize my garage. I don't know. It seems like something he would do <laughs> for a day. I just did that to mine. <laughs> mm. Jaguar. Another Jaguar. I just realized they picked two. Uh, F-Type. Oh, I thought uh, you wanted the Durango in the background. God. Oh, yes. <laughs> Anything for a Durango. Uh, this is the V6. And uh, kind of just because I don't think as much as like I fooled people into believing I bought one somehow. Uh, when I first opened my Instagram, I like took a picture of somebody else's in a parking lot. And wow, nice like, congratulations. You're doing yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, as much as it, I, I like them and I would, I, I don't think I'd be able to live with one. So a day, a day would be enough. Uh, and I would just, I don't know, drive it down the 101 through Oregon or something. That's a, that's a solid choice. Yes. So I assume this is just the ad you found, but what would be your perfect color for an F-Type? Perfect color. 
I think less about car color than I think a lot of you do. But something I like the dark green is the yeah, dark green. I was gonna green say enough. if it's not Ooh, like yeah, a British yeah. racing green or a dark green right. or something like that, then it's not a Jaguar. <laughs> I see, the only point I was trying to make is a white F type is kind of boring. No, yeah, I don't sure, like sure. But white. if you're inside of it for a day, you're not gonna know that it's white. True, true, true. But you got to take all those cool Instagram pictures if you only have the day. <laughs> And uh, one of the better sounding V6s in the world, too. It's got a, it's got a nice sound to it. That's not a high bar. It's not, but <laughs> like the V8 ones of these that sound incredible, but they're all automatics. Womp womp. Noise, noise. I'm predictable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think, as much as I love Vipers, I also don't think I could actually live with one every day. <laughs> like, I don't think I could actually handle even just, like, I don't do much driving, but I don't know if I could handle just the upkeep of one and the attention, I think, is a big thing, having that much attention on you. But for a day, I would love to just drive as much as I physically could, and I would also just want to, like, Give as many people as possible a ride in a Viper that always wanted to ride in a Viper a ride in a Viper. That would be my day. That's an innuendo. No? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to put the pieces together there. I mean, it is a nice price. It is is a very nice price. Nice price. (laughs) Would you like to take a ride in my Viper? (laughs) (laughs) I heard you've always wanted to take a ride in a Viper. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, You know, I had to sneak a Viper in there somewhere. Continuing on. Uh, Kevin, what's the one vehicle that you'd be willing to get rid of all of your other vehicles to own it? This is a tough question for ZK because that's like... like You had no idea. This is like the last one I picked. (laughs) Okay, let's let's start with ZK. The fleet. So yeah. What what oh you had an extra. Fleet. <laughs> so this either the Ferrari FF or the updated GT4 C whatever Luso. The weird front engine Ferrari um shooting brake. Because if I had to replace the entire fleet, it better be worth more than the entire fleet. Well, I think you did that a few times over. <laughs> I hate to bring it to you. Um, but really, this question was really hard for me because I don't think it's actually possible. Yeah. Like, I don't your, think there's anyone... is so bizarre that that would be difficult, yes. Yes. I could replace maybe like three cars with one car. But not all of them. I wonder how bad those back seats are. Why not hear they're not the worst? Huh. They just also look, like look bad from this picture. <laughs> one of yeah, the I'm nicest bad. interiors I've ever seen in a car. Better be two hundred and forty-nine thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, and that's a used one. A used, used five hundred four mile used car. <laughs> Driving it from the showroom to home. Yeah, you know what. This was too much car for me. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they have like the 6.2 liter V12 front engine and the front engine Ferraris are the ones I usually like for some reason. And I agree. It's weird and it shouldn't exist. So, And it's Tour de France Blue. 
Mm -hmm. Not Ferrari Red was the requirement. Yeah, I, I, I don't see you as a Ferrari Red type. Okay. Replace. Replace. I took this question a little bit differently. <laughs> In like, what car could replace and meet the needs of both or your fleet? Um, yeah, I and... mean, that's still the theme, I think. Yeah. Um, so a first-gen Toyota 4Runner, um, it matches the old Toyota checkbox that the Corolla does and also the utility and haul the dog around uh, of the Subaru. More utility, you might say. You could even say that. Um, and this one, honestly, I saw this one and it was near me and uh, it could almost also go in the regret uh, folder too because it is gone oh. <laughs> from Craigslist. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that actually would be interesting to just re but replace the Subaru or something with something neat because I'm not driving at all now that i right here um so um but yeah i i, I think i would still like zk said even if i had this and it replaced both my cars i'd still like want that rx7 or you know something yeah that's the problem like well, you could I'd... replace your fleet with a car but that one car is not gonna make you happier than the separate cars before it did yeah. like i just don't think that's possible if that was possible I don't think we'd have multiple cars. Like, that's the reason we have multiple cars. <laughs> also, is it though, I mean, or is, it, is that a little bit more of a psychological problem? Well, I'm trying to justify <laughs> things, Kurt. <laughs> also, this, this literally this morning, I was looking at the first-gen Pathfinders, and this is in that same category mm -hmm. of the early, like, two-door SUVs based on mini trucks. And I'm in love with this. <laughs> well, I got bad news for you, bud. <laughs> Put that in the regurts. <laughs> regurts. Oh boy, here we go. One for all. I have oh, two. He's got many regurts. Why do we have oh, so many? One for all. one for all. Maybe it's just. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. So, I kind of have to take this as one for all in my current situation, and in my current situation. I don't leave the house. <laughs> I don't need to leave the house. I go to the grocery store. That's about it. And the reason that I ended up getting the Audi was because at the time I was doing quite a bit of traveling and I was I was looking at getting a like a regular nine to five job and I don't have a commute and all that stuff. Well, that didn't happen. So I don't need anything nearly that practical anymore. Uh, and if I had to get rid of the 240, I would want the 240 that inspired me getting a 240SX to begin with, and that is a Z. But I wouldn't really want, like, a, a museum piece 240Z because you're, like, too scared to drive one. So I'd almost rather one that's a little hacked up like this one is and is modernized. So I think this could easily just be my daily driver and, like, an autocross car or something like that. It me. could also be a good ramp truck. You know, <laughs> it can't be the ramp truck, but if it's nice enough, and for eighteen freaking thousand dollars, this thing better be nice enough. I don't need a ramp truck. <laughs> uh, this one, it's maybe a little bit more modified than I like. Like I would certainly put bumpers back on it. Anybody that takes the bumpers off of Z's is on my poo poo list, but um, I could live with it. And it also has very wide slicks on the back. Uh, oh, I didn't get the picture, but it has a L28 in it, so a later 280ZX engine, 
So it's fuel injected and turbocharged and a little bit more. It makes more power, but it's also easier to live with than the old Carby ones for me. So something Did in the that. L28s come turbocharged yeah. ever? Yep. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yep. That was a uh, 280ZX thing. Yeah. I like this car. Like it, it is a little bit on that like edge of too modified, yeah, but on it, the fringe. It's kind of that like tasteful over the top, but not over the top. I don't think those two things could be said together, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's over the it's top, like but it's thing, actually but also the opposite. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I would probably tone it down a little from here, but I would be very, very happy with this thing. I don't think I think I would actually legitimately be happier than the sum of my two cars right now, but it also right. wouldn't be mine. Like it wouldn't I would have to do something to it to make it my own. And that's that. That was a that was a very very hard question. <laughs> yes. And that... I I just my, my basic thing was like okay if I replaced all my cars and then I sold that one car right. <laughs> How much more car could I get? Yeah, exactly. So I see a couple more. You guys have stimulus in here. I didn't get one for that. Is that a question that I put red on but didn't? No, that was just I had a picture that fit that question. It okay. Was one of the... Later yeah, on. I thought that was a pretty good question. Okay, just let me know when we get there that you have ads. So for most of the rest of these, these aren't ones that we have ads, so we're just going to kind of answer them on the go here. And uh, Rathian Love, this is well-timed. Basically, when does a car feel like your car? When you buy a new car, do you have any ritual or anything that it, that it becomes your car? Uh, for me, that, that usually goes down to some kind of level of modification. Like... I don't ever feel like the Solstice ever became mine because it never did anything to it. But as soon as I welded up a custom exhaust system for the Audi, it was my car. Kurt? Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, <laughs> learning could, how it, to drive it. It could also it. be that like you don't ever feel like you, you have that level of like, this is my car. <laughs> right, yeah, I, I guess I don't. Just like I don't go out of my way to like name my cars either. Um, uh, I, yeah, that's tough. I like maybe little customizations and things like that, but, um, I don't, I don't know that I've owned enough cars to be like, this is mine. It's more like, this is a, right. <laughs> this is a Subaru SVX. Neat, huh? As opposed to like, this is mine. I'm the one who has it. See, this is why Kurt can sell his cars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is the it's difference. Emotionless. <laughs> yeah. Boy, he's, a, he's a dry <laughs> husk inside. <laughs> yes. uh, For me, it's like, I would say it's kind of like Yukon, where it's like the first thing I modify or change on it or do to it. Right. Um, It's kind of weird. Like for the ST, I bought that brand new. Like it had like seven miles when I got it. And it felt like mine almost instantly. Like within the first hundred miles, it felt like mine. Is that because it broke within it, the first hundred miles? No, it's, it hasn't broke ever. It's fine. It's perfect. It's a great automobile. <laughs> Why do I sense <laughs> untruths? But really, I wasn't happy with it until I changed the exhaust. You got to do um, something, right? 
Yeah. Even if it was fine. Like, even if it was the perfect car, to me, there's got to be something that... It's got to be modified to be to my liking. But, like, on the flip side, when I went to go pick up the um, Roadmaster, by the time I brought it to the tire shop, it felt like mine. Hmm. Interesting. And that was, like, you know, in the same town where I bought it. (laughs) Well, it was also such a monumental journey to get it and stuff like that, that I guess that probably gave it more. Cause I felt similarly about the ramp truck. Like I didn't even take it home that day, but the moment that I laid eyes on it, I was like, yes, that is my ramp truck. And I will go into hilarious amounts of debt to get this to my house. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't talk about the debt. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think it, for me, it's probably like the first thing I do to it, not necessarily change or modify but just the first thing i do to it that's outside the expected kind of norm i guess siard you think that's right you think i'm doing that any justice siard siard who knows help us as much as i love the concept it would be fun to have some guests from other countries on the show once in a while it makes uh the car selection more diverse more for instance not saying it is diverse I mean, terrible cars. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about that, having some other people on that maybe have a broader search. We don't know. And we've talked about this in the past. We don't know how to search for cars overseas, like, because we don't know what their equivalent Craigslist or Marketplace is. So it's something we've certainly talked about, but haven't organized just quite yet. Uh, I have I think one in mind for sure. <laughs> I think the organization is the hardest part. Especially with the three of us, because ZK works, you know, kind of a regular job. I have a streaming schedule. Kurt is chaos. And trying <laughs> to get those three together is 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 hard to do. Uh, especially when, Kurt, you were moving and, like, you were doing traveling and stuff like that every weekend. But I feel yeah, like now that you have a pretty solid schedule, we'll get that done. And I feel like uh, we might need quite like some feedback from the audience, but like how we normally pick our four or five ads or whatever it is every week, asking a guest to do the same thing seems a little complicated rather than just right. saying, okay, be here at this time. I would almost say I would do it where it would be like, they're the get, they're a guest spot. We would record that. And maybe it was for like two ads or something like that. And then the three of us would continue with our regular episode. Like, they would just be on for, like, hey, here's some cars that I found that are in line with your show. That kind of thing. Yeah. But these unknown questions are why we haven't had guests. Not necessarily because we don't want them. Yeah. Certainly not because we don't want them. It just haven't quite figured out where that fits in just yet. Also, trying to convince people to come on the show that, yeah. Uh, Flamers, (laughs) if you had to live in another country outside of North America, where would it be, and uh, is it based on, like, the cars that are there? For me, that's easy. New Zealand automation devs have taught me the ways of New Zealand, and if you want to drive it, you can there, and they love motorsports there, and it just seems like automotive heaven. Kurt? I, I, I have no idea based on the cars, like, because I feel like 
I, I don't know the cars that we don't have. You know, like, I guess it uh, could also be like <laughs> driving experience or whatever. Right, yeah. I mean, like uh, Europe, Germany or something like that or Sweden or, you know, something like that. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I guess I can't base it on the cars they have or make there or whatever. Uh, if it's Sweden, I can tell you exactly what you'll be driving. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? It starts with a V. <laughs> ah, well, no, that, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I like modern, the way they look anyway. I don't know much about them, but I like he modern likes, Volvos. He likes a modern V. Um, I like a modern V. And ZK. <laughs> I would probably just say also New Zealand or Australia or Japan. Like, it sort of depends. Like, I thought yeah. about this, like, which country has good import laws or cool cars in general. And New Zealand was kind of like iffy because from what I understand, importing cars is kind of difficult there is because it has to be like a significant vehicle. Mm -hmm. And otherwise vehicles are expensive there. Sure. I mean, they make decent money. So it kind of evens out, but in general, New Zealand has an awesome car culture and it's a beautiful country and good roads. As far as I'm aware I mean, everything but I've like, seen about their roads is basically like our like top driving roads is their road to the grocery store. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like the whole importing and expense thing was kind of like the eh for me with New Zealand specifically. But I still think that would be probably no number one if we're answering this question based on what cars they have. And you'd have to deal with those automation guys. Ugh. Ah, they're such <laughs> Please bring us over. Uh <laughs> Okay, uh, ZK, this question is only for you because you said you would answer them. NCW. Oh, the weird ones? Would you rather fight one Roadmaster-sized cappuccino or ten cappuccino-sized Roadmasters? See, I thought long and hard about this for about two seconds, <laughs> and cappuccino-sized Roadmasters. Just because it's hilarious? <laughs> yes, imagine a tiny little wagon with the it. tiniest little V8. It would be so awesome. <laughs> oh, I might have to good. break out the welder and just bring this to realization. Anybody out there, if you can draw cars, please draw us a cappuccino-sized Roadmaster. <laughs> um, it would be the best thing in the world. Actual question from NCW. What is the most stupid way you have ever gotten a vehicle stuck, beached, immobilized, stranded, etc., and how was it recovered? For me, the very day after I got my very first Project Car 240 painted, I left the driveway, and it had been raining a lot, and I got it stuck in the mud, not three feet beyond the driveway, to the point that it was bottomed out to the chassis and we had to like dig the thing out of the yard <laughs> and covered it in mud the very first day it had paint on it. Uh, Kurt, gotten anything stuck? I've not gotten anything stuck. Not even in the Never snow? Never broke down or? No, I mean, it's I, 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 at some point, I'm sure maybe my car was like stuck where it was parked because it snowed overnight and it's like okay i guess i'm not going anywhere i just wait for the snow to melt but no i've never gotten the car stuck i've never what a curt way to handle that well guess i'm not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> um no i've never gotten a car stuck huh that's surprising like... i thought like yeah. you would have some kind of like side of the highway story or something from 
it's you know, both I've never surprising. Had a tire. I've never like been stranded by a car. I've like locked my keys in my car, but he's just too freaking responsible. <laughs> I know it's. <laughs> I'm both surpri surprised and it's perfectly expected. Of course, yeah. Kurt's never gotten stranded. <laughs> For me, it was. Uh, one day I was driving home from high school in my first 240 and it had an automatic transmission <clears throat> and on the way home, like I was just driving normally. It was literally like two turns on the way home in like a mile. Sure. I hear a loud clunk and then suddenly the engine is no longer connected to the rear wheels. Apparently I blew up the automatic transmission that day. Just driving <laughs> home. Um, How did you get it home? It had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the neutral drops I had been doing the week, week before. Of, of course. In the, you know, I uh, mean, if it didn't blow up lot. then, then it wasn't the problem, right? Yeah, no, it's fine. Gosh, <laughs> so, when are you guys going to learn how to drive an automatic? <laughs> <laughs> so the funny part about this is that I actually got my mom to come rescue me in her B-150 Dodge van um in 87 i believe if you want to google what those look like ah, good year and what she had and what we ended up doing was basically a tow rope and she towed my ass home <laughs> and my first kind of grotty 240 from high school and it was pretty embarrassing <laughs> it's too bad she didn't have to like drag you by the high school like <laughs> oh no this was literally this was no this was basically outside the high school oh, i good. did not get very far <laughs> good. like i'm pretty sure a couple bu buses drove by <laughs> all right and from david who was it that first got you into cars for me as a father just work and do whatever out in the garages whatever need to be done pretty much the same for me and that that's just like a whole nest of the same thing where like i learned it from my dad and uh my grandfather and you know he learned a lot from his dad and his brother and like it all just kind of wraps in together i think what's interesting there for me is my brother always kind of wasn't interested in that stuff and somehow i think i'm the one that got him interested in into cars so I feel like I've broken some kind of chain of command here <laughs> and everything is ruined. Um, but yeah, pretty standard for me. Mm, yeah, similar, I guess. I mean, my dad had a bunch of old uh, models that he kept uh, from when he was a teenager or something. You know, the little, not die-cast models, but the little plastic models and things like that. And we'd go to car shows and stuff. But yeah, I... I, I I, that's got to be it. And even then, I really didn't get "quote unquote" into cars until recently. Until we started the show. Uh -huh. Yeah, until well. we started trading <laughs> Craigslist posts well, and getting into trouble with that. Some jerk started posting on Farlands or Bust videos about, "Oh, you like cars? I bet you like a 240Z." <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's more of the same. Like it's my dad and grandpa. Um, like one of the earlier memories I have is I think I was helping change the oil in our old Suburban and I like took a nap underneath it while it was draining out <laughs> so yeah more of the same alright yeah nothing nothing too dramatic there I, I suppose uh, where was I ah Keswall 
One of those automation kiwis. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts and opinions on their S660. And uh, want to know if we're going to visit in New Zealand. Uh, so they bought recently an S660 modern K-car. I think is it's still a K-car, right? Yeah, it's a Honda S660. Honda S660. It's very cute. It's so tiny. Like the glove box is bigger than the trunk space <laughs> like it's it's very small um i would i it's would have modern... loved it if those things existed here yeah it's basically a modern uh beat beat i guess rear or mid-engine k car um it is basically on the very short list of cars i would immediately trade the sd4 mm, if they actually brought it here Exactly. Like, but, if but I could would you go a... through the trouble of like trying to get one here? Probably not. I mean, it's not going to be here for another twenty-five years. Well, there are some examples where you can get modern cars in too, but it's yeah, a that's lot not of hoops. worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's just not worth the it. The show and display is a very specific thing, and blah 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 blah. But like, if Honda sold it here, I would trade in the SD for it. Get on it, Honda. You could you could sell a car, which you yeah, surely you have one sale waiting. <laughs> Kurt, do you even have any clue what it is? I'm I'm looking it up right now, uh, and I see it. Uh, <laughs> what what are your thoughts I'm not and opinions? Sure, you would fit in it. I don't no. think so. You would fit, but I don't With know if the... you could drive it. True. It's yeah yeah. I mean, it, it's a modern K car. Yep. That's yep. That's what I'm getting from it. Yep. As far as visiting New Zealand, yes. Um, soon as I have that money for it. <laughs> no, no, they're paying. And you didn't oh, that if they're the paying, question? let's yeah. go. Yeah, right that, that's well, an invitation. Yeah. Yeah. Flights are real cheap right now. I hear. <laughs> that's, you know, can you can you buy a ticket for like years in advance? <laughs> Is that ticket still going to be cheap? And from Pete or Pete Pilot? from Arnold. PA. Uh, <laughs> PA. PA. Have you ever considered to have you ever considered or tried to make your own fuel such as ethanol or biodiesel? Enjoying the show, learning a lot about American cars. Keep it up. Much love from Australia. No. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> it's not that I don't have an interest in it, but A, chemistry is hard. Mm -hmm. And B, it takes up a lot of space and is real messy. I mean, the 240 does run on meth, but when I try to make that, people get real upset. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've never I just had think... a car that ran on ethanol, so. Or yeah, diesel. Or diesel. Um, I just, I think you probably watched that semi-recent episode of Mighty Car Mods where it was the diesel guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. So that. if you yeah. if you watch that video and see how it basically takes up his whole garage just to do that, that is mostly the reason I haven't done any of that stuff. That's mostly the reason I don't get into any hobby. <laughs> you you get one piece of every hobby. Like you get one tool yes. for every hobby, and now all of those pieces for every hobby are taking up all the space that you don't have enough space to actually have a hobby. Yes, and this is my existential crisis. <laughs> on display. <laughs> From Tagged, <laughs> with uh, most manufacturers developing their own EV platforms and powertrains, do you see the potential for small cars to become viable for a manufacturer produced at a reasonable cost for consumers? 
Our EV is going to be the return of sports cars. So we discussed that I wrote notes for these questions. Mm. Um, what on. I wrote down was, quote unquote, are EV sports cars? Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I, I'm not quite as down on that. I do see that at some point they're going to have to try to make EVs look cool because I think that's probably one of the biggest things up against them right now. The reason people don't want to buy them is like, ah, but EVs, they're for nerds. They're, you know, they're, uh, they're, just, uh, they're just for eco-friendly people. I want to drive a big truck or I want to drive a Corvette. So at some point, some manufacturer is going to have to be like, we need to make some electric vehicles that actually make people excited about these. And I do see there being a boom of electric-powered sports cars in the future. I just don't think, especially with everything that's going on, it's not going to be now, but I would say within two or three years, you're going to see a lot of electric car sports cars, and hopefully they are small ones too. So the way I've been thinking about this is there's even currently, like let's take the Taycan, um, it is a fast EV and it handles well and it ticks all the boxes, but how fun is it? It's not a sports car. It's an exotic exactly. car. Yeah. Nobody's that's, really done that's the, the sports car yet. No. And like people say the like model three is pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Like, and I can see it being exciting but I don't think it's a sports car. Having so... driven it, no, it's not. I mean, it's fast. Don't get me wrong. It's fast, and they do handle, but it doesn't... Is it it's fun? Not, it's not like, fun. For me, a sports car has to have that little fizziness that <laughs> makes you enjoy the experience. It's very much so like an extremely good-tasting beer that has no alcohol in it. He says to the room full of beer drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink beer myself, but it's just like a it's it's like if you were into something, and and it it nailed everything perfectly, but was missing the whole point of it. That's what it yeah. feels like. So until it happens, I don't really like. I I don't know. Like I don't expect any manufacturer to make a sports car because sports dead wow. um, discord just ate that word from you mm -hmm. uh apparently <laughs> apparently elon musk is trying to uh <laughs> stop well, this conversation yeah he is because we didn't hear any of that what you just said yeah i mean i'm hearing it so it's fine apex. it's fine <laughs> being tracked uh apex kind of on the same subject of uh is is the automotive world being restricted too much? Are they are they picking on enthusiasts with their internal combustion engines when there's so many you know bigger offenders out there? Blah 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 blah. Does our opinion even matter as enthusiasts? And as of now, I still feel like it's 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 fair. I don't I don't feel unfairly treated in any way. But I do hope it continues to be seen that enthusiasts of automobiles are not causing the problem to get worse. The problem getting worse 
is manufacturers continuing to sell vehicles that are intentionally, you know, not as efficient as they could be to try to, you know, keep people interested in buying SUVs and whatever. That's where I yeah. think the bigger crime is there. There's no reason everybody needs a nine-passenger, 15-mile-per-gallon SUV. And yeah. that's... Apex says that he feels like cars today are being disproportionately blamed for large-scale climate issues. And yes, that's true. But I feel like cars do have an effect on like local pollution and it's still part of our responsibility i feel yes that's why which is why you shouldn't ever remove a cat in a car it's just dumb and don't do it and that's why i stopped daily driving cars like that too like i don't yeah. daily drive the 240 anymore because i'm adult enough to buy something modern that has catalytic converters and is you know much more reasonably economical uh, but i still have fun with it like i still love the car I'm willing to sacrifice, you know, not smelling the obnoxiousness of an old car every day. Uh, you know, there's got to be some give and take there. Mm -hmm. And Kurt, I mean, he drives a, a, what do they call it? A P E V P E V P E V. It's got some kind of, every Subaru oh, has a sticker oh, on the back of it. That's like it's partials, partials, partial zero, zero emissions, emissions. vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I think that has more to do with the uh, uh, the carbon offset credits or whatever uh, that are purchased in the manufacturer and whatever of the vehicle. I think I don't know all that about it, but yeah, I mean, because Washington and Arizona at the time I bought the car had that requirement to match California's new car uh, requirements. And you could probably put uh, that remark under all of us for this whole question: is we just don't know that much, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, there's sort of something to this because I, I remember reading recently that something like a huge number, like 10 to 20 percent of diesel trucks have stock emissions stuff deleted on them. Right. Which I would file under enthusiasts, which normally enthusiasts, as far as car enthusiasts, represent such an insignificant amount of the global population there's no impact like right one of us decadding our car is not going to really affect everything mm -hmm. but that diesel number was so high that i noticed that it was like that's actually might be a problem yeah so to try maybe to think of something like to this 10 percent of the cars being out there being yeah. decadded that's a huge number like that's that's ridiculous and there's no reason for it there's absolutely no reason for it yeah so like do like, I think generally enthusiasts don't count, but we are kind of responsible for it. And modern stuff, there's no reason to delete most of that stuff. So dumb. And a, and a big reason for the diesel stuff is they're just too lazy to maintenance it. Like, the emission stuff has to be maintenanced. And they go, oh, I don't want to maintenance this, so you get your Yeah, new. and a lot of the diesel stuff is like, this, like, say a particular filter that kills... 15% of your economy or whatever mm -hmm. which is huge so like it makes it sense for people to delete that but that causes problems and it's just this cascading thing and blah 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 which is why I guess the rest of us don't want diesels <laughs> why Ron me why why <laughs> why I'm gonna take this as why do we do this show <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, see, I, I was just going to say, why? Because. Because. Mm-hmm. How has it been one year already? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the Earth we haven't f- done a spin. Yeah, we haven't figured out how to stop time yet. Nope. It unfortunately keeps crawling along. True. With thumb. I mean, this this month by itself has been a whole year. Indeed. <laughs> Do I owe you money for that, Kurt? With <laughs> <laughs> thump. What are your thoughts on electric cars? I think we pretty much got that there, but uh, an interesting idea here, should they try to appeal to retro car people? Like, they, should they be trying to style them like old cars? Should they be, you know, doing fake engine noise and stuff like that? And my opinion is no, they should be trying to make electric vehicles their own thing, make them cool in their own way. That's the only way you're going to yeah. get people interested in them. And, like, my general thoughts on electric cars is I'm actually, like, pro-electric car. I was sort of considering because of my well my old commute um of getting an electric car because like we had chargers at work and everything and i was thinking something along the lines of like a plug-in hybrid would be like perfect i could see you in a volt i yeah exactly like a volt would be semi-ideal um i'm generally (laughs) pro-electric I'm generally pro electric cars, but the previous question was about sports cars. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between something like an appliance vehicle and something to have fun in. Yeah. I could see the electric car just being the perfect appliance vehicle. Like this mm-hmm. gets me to work yeah. and gets me home. All right. Kurt, any any additional electric car thoughts? We pretty much No, yeah, you pretty much. Yeah. Rematch Gaming. Uh, just for you, ZK. What you deal with German cards, dude? Oh, man. They're not bad. You're bad. <laughs> so, this is a deep question. A true Texan um, in federal government. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I want to answer this one. I want to set the record straight. Okay. Mostly it's become a meme at this point. However... Wow, I hurt myself in your headphones. Sorry. Um, so my problem with German cars is not necessarily because they're bad cars. It's because German cars are often so over-engineered, but engineered to the point of actually being engineered where they only have to be as good as they have to be. That was the most means... German way to answer that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they last exactly how long the warranty period lasts. Notable examples of BMW using plastic impellers on their water pumps or the turbos in, I think it's the N52, I forget the engine code, that are essentially wear items. Um, German cars are not overbuilt at all. They're pushed to the very limit which gives them good numbers and generally they have good like suspension tuning and interior stuff. So they're fun, but maintenance is a nightmare in the United States. Those parts are expensive and they use specialty tools because if they do it, it's cheaper for them to have one tool to do all the things, but it's an odd part for us like the triple squares. So generally it's a nightmare to work on and own past the warranty period. If you're only leasing a German car, those they're perfect oh you done yeah good (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, a true Texan. If the federal government gave you $5,000 and you could only buy a vehicle, or sorry, you could only improve your vehicle, what would you do to your car? Cohen, you have to pick an improvement other than a new transmission for Jesse. Well, crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think um, Kurt and I both have pictures for this. Oh, okay. I don't, but I have three vehicles currently that all need new tires on them. <laughs> so <laughs> that pretty much blows my five grand right there. Oh, uh, let's see. Stimulus. Oh, did you like... Ah, you're going full, ah. full rally cross here, are we? True, I would. If I... I, that, I mean, 5,000 is more than the car is. Um, I mean, from what but... I can see in this picture, all they did was some spray paint, so you don't even True. need that brand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and mud flaps. Uh, true. Hey, yeah, I got to import those from Thailand. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think it, to make the Corolla more than just a Corolla, a stock Corolla, it would be cool to do some sort of rally spec thing, uh, probably an engine swap, but I don't know anything about the alternate <laughs> engines to swap in. I'm getting numbers and letters pointed at me every time 2TG 2TG uh, okay <laughs> what they said or you could do a 4AG um, or a mm. beams or beams beams is there more pictures of the same yeah, similar of the Corolla and then I have uh mm. I like that body style a lot yeah that's yeah, I hate the front end of them like I want the front end of yours on this really yeah I kind of well like you put enough around. lights on the front and you yeah I mean if you put enough this. lights on the front it's fine <laughs> So yeah, that goes well in the yellow. Yeah, that's real nice. Or so that would be. Or I would do what everybody does to Subaru, and <laughs> I have that roof rack already. But yeah. Yeah. you've been talking about that since can... you got the car. What's that? You've been talking about like doing this to your car since you got it. Right, right. But it's like, if I like had to spend, you have $5,000, you have to do it. I, I, this is what I would do to the Subaru. I don't even think it would cost $5,000, but it's basically new wheels and tires. Are and... Expensive, though. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't want light bars or anything like that. But... <laughs> you don't want the you don't stickers? Want graphics? Graphics! You can be Final part of details. the Polar Roo crew. The Polar... That's what it says, right? Polar Roo Crew? Polar Run Rally. Polar Roo Crew. No. Oh, Polar, Polar Roo Crew. Roo I Crew. see. Yeah. So, yes. I'm joining that club. <laughs> I look forward to it. Uh, wow, I just went back way too far. Woo! Uh, <laughs> uh, and ZK Stimulus, right? A three uh, pedals, big fast not car. Fair. I couldn't choose this. <laughs> yeah, so I pick a new transmission. A not manual fair. swap for the Roadmaster. Um, technically, it's not enough money, but it depends <laughs> on. Like the transmission itself is like three thousand dollars. So wow. if you leave that out, you can get a used one or something. That that's brand new. Okay. So, I'm giving myself a little leeway here. I yeah. Uh, but it's three I, pedals. Manual transmission swap for the, and it includes a new rear end and like all the stuff you oh, need. Wow. I did say when I drove it that the only thing that that vehicle needs is a manual. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Yeah. So that's what I would do. If I had to spend $5,000 on one car. That is a lot of money. I mean, that's a lot of parts. Don't get me wrong. Like that, yeah. is, a, that is a table full of parts. 
I don't think the I don't think the whole package for the truck is even that much, to be honest. Thanks. Yeah, the problem is that T fifty sixes are expensive. Expensive, yeah. yeah like I don't that's think the TTO literally has the cost nearly as expensive as transmission. Yeah. From ping to it, you're learning that we don't. I don't know how to say any of your names. Uh, <laughs> what classify a good car? How is that be formed? <laughs> when you say car is terrible or really good, what do you mean? Or the more, more self-interested question: What should I be looking for? Watching you guys have been taking more active, passive, interesting cars and working on my <laughs> Same own. Same opposite thing. <laughs> Um, well, it's, it's much more a personal thing. Like, I can't tell you what makes a good car to you. I can only tell you what makes a good car to me. And what makes a good car to me is being bad in all the wrong ways. <laughs> so a Subaru. <laughs> no, that's, that's being <laughs> bad in all the right ways. Any other uh, insight? No, yeah, well, that is a very difficult question. It is it's a based very on difficult. like what to be service, more or what it, purpose it serves, I suppose. Yeah, that that's what I was going to get at. Is that how well a car does the thing it's let's say advertised to do? That's what makes it a good car or not. Um, like a Corvette is a good car because it provides performance at a relatively cheap price. Just like a Geo Prism is a good car because it provides basic cheap like transportation. But the Corvette does I, that well. I think is a good example there because it like the Corvette does provide the sports car experience for a reasonable price and everything like that. But we might think, oh, that's not really a good car. But that's not because it's not a good car. It's just not interesting to us. Like it's not yeah, it, like good part of it is not necessarily mean interesting. An interesting way to solve the problem sometimes is more interesting or more intriguing to us than the right way to solve a problem. Yeah. Like th this is why I like the like we talked about like the Volt. That is a good car. It's not necessarily a interesting car or whatever, but it is no. a good car. That's a good way to Now, it. terrible cars are when they're ugly and sound bad and are, you know, expensive or whatever. Or if you're ZK, German. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of German, Dravir Sylvanus. Still said it wrong. If you could drive any tank from the entire history of tanks, would you be interested in driving one? And if yes, which one? I would drive a tank, any tank, for a short amount of time. Read the rest of the question. <laughs> I am not reading the rest of that question. I will read the last part. If you could crush another car with your tank, which car would be sacrificed? I would crush as many PT cruisers as they would let me before they kicked me out. <laughs> Kurt? Uh, I, I would drive a tank, I suppose. <laughs> um, if I have to. If I have to. Uh, crush another car. Um... I was going to say PT Cruiser as well. You could add them to the line. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my sister owned one, so I've ridden in one far more than I would like to admit. Um, no, yeah, that are uh, uh, Cavaliers. Well, let's crush some Cavaliers. Just to... Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, I could so shake it off. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No okay. nostalgia there or nothing. Just no nostalgia. No, yeah, no loss either. <laughs> um, so I actually read this long list of tanks I that bet you did provided. And researched and each I, one. No, I know absolutely nothing about tanks, and I don't feel like it. So I said, you know, a, a tiger sounds cool, so I'll pick that one. Would have to um, be the king of them. <laughs> <laughs> ah, topical. Um, <laughs> as far as crushing cars, like, why you got to crush a car? Cars are there's nothing. The car's just sitting there doing nothing. But kill all the uh, CRVs. Ooh, <laughs> hot take. Hot take. Wow. All right. Final batch of questions from number one fan of the show, Camino 60. So it has been a year since Randwin Park was born. Who had the idea for Randwin Park? I think I'm technically giving Kurt credit for this, but it was my really? idea for the show. Right. The idea of the name. The actual podcast run of like, the show. We should we should make that a podcast, and it should could be called Brand One Parked. Uh, I'm pretty sure we were in a call, or maybe it was just in one of my streams or something like that. But it was kind of also based on your Discord. Oh yeah, channel of sharing <laughs> uh, various Craigslist ads, like the actual Brand One Parked the show, like the idea of like ah oh, Brand One Park podcast is I think Kurt's idea. But the, the show actually happening is probably my idea in doing. Let the record state that I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> no responsibility <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> this is one thing that is not my fault. Is it hard for the three of you to be in different states to do the show? No, it is much easier when we're in different states to do the show. <laughs> it's very awkward when we're in the same state to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would genuinely really love to do a show, like, in one location, but if we were all there, it would be different. Yeah, no, like, if we each had our own microphone, mm -hmm. um, like, at a table, yeah. that would be kind of fun. It would yes. be fun. For once, I think. Uh, any ideas on growing the show forward? Maybe guest spots. Well, we kind of talked about the guest spots a little bit. Um... Again, it's it's a matter of getting guests lined up with it because it's not an easy thing to even get this done. And there's quite a bit of homework to it as well. Like, finding the ads is not a small task. Uh, but also, have seen how long it took me to get notes for this show. <laughs> totally not recording it a day later. Um, <laughs> but there's also, like, scheduling it and editing it and rendering it. Uh, there's a lot to it. It's not, even though it's only every other week, it's still kind of a taxing thing to put together. Um, if it did better, pressure's on you now. Uh, if it did better and if it like was exploding in growth, I would you know widen the the pie chart of time that I dedicate towards it to yes to to push it further. But as it is, it's just kind of a fun hobby for us, I think. So yeah. this is the level we put into it. Agreed. Agreed. Maybe stories just, from listeners owed on their own Roman Park purchase. I, I would enjoy that. If we could get some people to, like, send in stories of of their own Randwin Park finds and stuff like that, I think that would be cool. I just don't want ads. I don't want 
The reason I don't want people to send us ads is because that takes away the fun from us. The, the reason we do this show is so we can have a reason to go out and look for ads. So if people just start sending us ads, that nullifies us being able to go find the ads, and that's the fun part. So uh, if, if right. it was like stories of them finding a car and they bought it and it was like a Randwood parked and it didn't run and was only questionably parked, that would be interesting. Yeah, that'd be yeah. interesting if they could also provide like the original ad and then how they actually have it. Then what they've, you know, the story along with it, that would be a cool little little thing. But we've also kind of avoided, we didn't want it also just to turn into a generic car show mm -hmm. podcast, which is why there's no like car news or like yeah. uh, the latest thing out of this. Uh, so I think that's also, there's a, a balance. Yeah, if there's ever news, it's to have to do with like, the status of car ads or you know <laughs> right. uh the us buying cars or stuff like that yeah it's supposed to be it's not we're not automotive journalists we are not you know we're even when it comes to the ads we're not providing any kind of expert review of this or anything it's just our takes whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> mr just, research here it's just our takes of the things that we find the things we find interesting we usually don't even know much about the cars that we find and that's the fun part for us we're like having just as much fun yeah like yeah that's ooh, look at that car that's a that's a nice car <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's that's kind of more the point and even after a year it's it's certainly more work than it used to be finding ads, but uh, it's still fun to have a reason to just search around and find things that are still surprising. Like that's the surprising thing to me is that we made it a year and I'm still like, oh wow, look at that. <laughs> it's nice to have an excuse to not feel guilty about browsing Craigslist. And right, I was gonna say, yeah, this is the only reason that we're browsing <laughs> used car ads. <laughs> I would also like to say that if you do have your own stories you want to share, that's probably a good thing to like tag us on Instagram or Twitter. Mm -hmm. Or we do have a email account ran at windpark.com that is never used for anything. But if you send something to it, I might see it eventually. Yep. <laughs> that's the most effort we're going to put into that. <laughs> <laughs> I check it maybe once a month. Do you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have we ever gotten anything? No. Oh. Okay. I don't think we've ever told anyone. No, wait, wait. I take that back. We've gotten one fan one fan email. Yay. I did ask a long time ago for uh, slates. Like I was like, if you have any idea for like artwork for in between the segments for like, uh, I'd make that mistake or whatever. I would love to see them. Send them to that email. We didn't get any. That's that's that that's the point at which I realized that it just wasn't going to work For out. Anyone listening <laughs> now, that is ran at windparked.com. Dot com. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been honestly. I I was worried it was going to be two hours, but it was an hour and forty five minutes. Thank you all for a year of support, and thank you to ZK and Kurt for joining me on a year of of making this show, and hopefully. I'm sorry. Hopefully many, many more <laughs> years to come. I put three digits and in the hopefully thumbnail. hopefully not too many more cars purchased. I don't 
Bye, everybody. <laughs> no promises. Bye.